0: Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey, great day. Welcome back to the intentionally abundant podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and therapist business coach. So in today's episode, it is, um, it's taken me a while to record this one. I'm not going to lie. I do want to share with you some behind the scenes, even before I get started of, um, how I came up with the title. So my original title, was Blended Family. I mean, this was the exact title, but this was kind of like the preface of the podcast. Blended Family plus CEO. Should you take your kids out of school to travel? Because people online um, in the last few weeks, because I did a lot of travel in the last three months, they have been very curious as to how I have been able to pretty much balance all these things at the same time. So that was my original title. And then the current title, which is Do Not Delay Your Abundance for Bitterness, actually came at the very end of me pretty much scripting out my thoughts, because if you haven't heard from the previous podcast episode, I started documenting just some things that will come up during my personal development time while I was in Hawaii. Um, because I would typically wake up earlier than my entire hotel room or the resort room, which was my husband and two kids. They sleep in late if they can. And Hawaii is behind us for two hours in LA. So I don't know why they slept in that, you know, too, too late. But nevertheless, I had a lot of time to myself. And so I chose to not just lay in a bed and stare at the ceiling because there's only so much I can do there without waking up the whole room and turning on the TV and watching YouTube or Netflix. So I decided to, you know, get dressed or throw in something simple, walk to Starbucks, get me some tea, a little pastry or like a sandwich, like a breakfast sandwich. And then I will walk back to the hotel or the room in the villa and I would either, on our vacation for the whole week, I would either go sit on the balcony if we were at Disney Alani, or I would go uh, sit somewhere overlooking the pool or sitting right alongside of the pool while we were in Waikiki. And so um, I want to share um, some of my thoughts related to this topic because I haven't talked about blended families in a while. From time to time, it comes up in some of my podcasts when I'm going live on Instagram and people will ask questions. But after I tend to bring up blended family stuff, not like drama or anything like that, but just how you can still live your life even though you have a blended family. It's not like a curse or anything. It's almost like I gave people permission to say, hey, you know, what's a whole lot of us out here? Help us, you know? And I'm like, why isn't anyone talking about something that's so common such as having a blended family, all right? So let's go ahead and hop into it. To be 100% transparent, uh, this was... In terms of taking my child out of school, let's go there first. So in terms of taking my child out of school, and when I say my child, what I mean by that is I have two kids, but I have clearly 100% say so with my husband or my youngest son, because that's the child that we share together. That's my only biological child. So taking him out of school to me was an easy decision, because when I look back to my childhood, I was taken out of school a few times a year for road trips with my grandparents or flights to go visit family members, which also included summer, but my family actually took me out of school like one to two times during the school year, maybe in the fall, maybe one of the spring to go do something, right? Now, before I had my own biological child, I already had the travel bug. Like I really wanted to just travel. I had been traveling since I was like six months old or something crazy. I have a whole podcast episode dedicated to the history of travel with just how my family exposed me to this without even realizing what they were creating, if you get what I'm saying. So before I had my son, I had the desire to travel and I really wanted to travel beyond the United States with him or her back then, because I didn't know what I would have no matter what. And that was the desire that I put out there in the universe. I want to travel. I don't want to sit still. If God wanted me to sit still, he wouldn't have given me legs and feet. Hello. And so I scripted uh, family passports when I started taking like manifestation courses. I enrolled in a manifestation mastermind program, which also included some business stuff. For like four years, I was working with one coach and her team. So we did heavy scripting in terms of what we wanted to manifest. And one of the things that I would say before I even got pregnant is that I would manifest or we would manifest passports. For the entire family, meaning me, my husband, the oldest son and the youngest son or daughter, whatever we would have had. Right. I also became a bonus mom. Like most people do automatically when you start dating somebody and then you decide to get married. Right. Therefore, I had to consider how I would define differently travel. Um, with kids who don't live in our household full time. Um, we don't have them full time and how that may arise when maybe one child gets to go somewhere and the other child can't. And I lower my voice just because a I'm recording it while the kids are upstairs. But two, it, you know, it brings up a lot of feelings just because I'm not going to share everything here on the podcast, but I will share some, you know, now and in the future episodes. But some things that we've done in terms of family travel or have attempted to do. It's been a struggle for your girl. It's been a struggle for our family unit. I'll just keep it at that. So let's get all the way real because this is the stuff that I tend to stay away from um, when people ask me questions, okay? So let's discuss a topic that people aren't talking about every time I bring up blended family, travel with blended family or not, and how I tend to get flooded in my DMs and my text thread saying, thank you thank you for finally talking about this or thank you for sharing a different perspective. And how do you stay so calm? Now, first of all, I'm human. And just because I may look or sound calm doesn't mean that I don't get angry. Okay. I just know how to control my anger. And when I need to say something, I'm going to say something because that's the season I'm in right now. Like I ain't holding back. And so if you look at statistics, More than 50% of households in the U.S., hell, the statistic may be bigger than that at this point or larger than that, but more than 50% of households in the U.S. consist of a blended family. Yet everyone makes things seem like when we're talking about family, oh, it's cool. And I'm like, that's a damn lie. Where are the support groups? Where are they at? Can I show up to one? Because sometimes I be needing the outlet with like-minded people, right? And so let's go a little bit deeper and be more transparent. I had a dream and this was, I don't know if my son was even born yet. Or maybe, no, he was born because we knew his name or everything. So I woke up one day, this is when we were living in our house in Compton. And my son couldn't have been more than like six months old, right? But during that time, there was a lot of chaos related to the desire to take our oldest son on trips, meaning we had court orders, meaning we could take him on vacation during the summer and during certain times of the year where the the other parent can't do anything about it, literally, but it doesn't mean they can't cause havoc. You get me? And so I ended up having this dream and I believe that dreams are manifested based on what's happening in your unconscious, right? Based off psychology. And so I shared with my husband this dream and it actually manifested in real life, but way sooner than I anticipated. So the dream consisted of at that time, the kids were sharing a room because really the baby didn't sleep in the other room at all. So it was pretty much the eldest son with his own room at like, what was he like seven or eight at the time? And um, it was a three bedroom home and the other room was like my office. And so in the dream, I'm just going to talk about it like we're in the dream. We're getting prepared for a family trip. Both of the boys are teenagers. I don't know why they look like they were the same age, but let's just say they're around 15 and up, right? So they're packing. And so my, I I, I don't like to say like my eldest son's name just for like, you know, you may see it on Instagram or whatever, but I'll just say like eldest or oldest. So the eldest was packing his clothes, but then he stopped or something like that. And then the youngest, Avery, my son, he was like, um... Man, why your mom be tripping? Like, why can't she just let us be? Why can't why she just can't let us have fun on a trip? I don't understand. <laughs> and my eldest son was like, "Man, I don't know. Like, I just be wanting to have fun too." So they weren't getting mad at each other, but you can tell that Avery, the youngest, was irritated because it appeared as though this wasn't the first time that chaos had arise when we were about to take a family trip and. I call it a nightmare because that's not something that I want for my children to experience. Even though if a third party wants to cause chaos, eventually my child may get exposed to it. Whether they overhear me and my husband having a conversation, they overhear um, the mom saying something either, or hell, the the oldest can't go, (laughs) which has happened throughout 2022 because it got to the point where I'm like, we've been asking for a passport. So we're going out of the country. We out. And I know that things like that hurt my husband. We've talked about it. And I also got approval to do this podcast episode for those of you who are wondering. I never talk about our situation unless I talk to him about it first. And I usually share with him my podcast ideas anyway. So I like told him the title of it and he was like, it's about time because <laughs> I've been holding on to it. And so um, so nevertheless, I had that dream more like a nightmare and it just kind of put into perspective what also will be the mindset of the eldest when he can't go, and he sees that the youngest son is traveling everywhere, right? Because the the family structure, just to give you a little bit about the um, our background, is that you know we have very large families, but it's very interesting. So on my side, I'm an only child from my mom, not on my dad's side, but I mean from my mom. Um, my mom is a working mom still. She ain't retiring for three more years. I don't know why, but she ain't retiring. So my grandmother isn't in the condition to me to have a younger child at her home. Um, however, when we go out of town... My son is at the age where he needs to be outside. He needs to run off energy. And on the flip side, my husband's mom, she's not as mobile as she used to be, which means that also based off where she stays, he can't go outside in that neighborhood and or in the apartment complex, right? So what ends up happening if some people have wondered or if they see my son, it's not just because I want him to travel with us to every single work event. I actually don't, you know, but we either have to, Bring a babysitter with us or we have to bring our son with us. And then now that I have another assistant, it's okay, it's better because she'll be there and then my husband can take our son around in the city and then kind of just come back, check on me because I'm very used to him being with me. I've never had an event outside of one time during COVID season and that was why he couldn't come as to doing an event by myself. He's always, always been there. He's like my comfort zone, you know? So um, we'll have to get used to doing things differently this year, even with one of our mastermind events, They may not even, especially my husband may not be able to go because my youngest son is enrolling in a kindergarten and he may or may not start school in the summer. So I probably need to write a script on that. But I digress. Let's get back to the topic. So I shared this dream slash nightmare with my husband. And um, when my son was six months old, we end up, this was around the time we were planning on going to New York. I called myself bi-coastal. I had like two podcast episodes about me getting an office space in New York and taking a look at that for private practice, but also starting to go out there to meet some of my New York coaching clients as therapists. And so my bonus son at the time didn't understand why he couldn't go to this trip because all he saw was a six month old in a car seat with these suitcases. Now I won't go into it because there's a podcast episode dedicated to it, but let's just say that, you know, we had to have a conversation with him in a car. I chose to sit in the back seat and we had to, or we chose to after that for the next few trips to not pack or let him see our suitcases. Now, sometimes that's unavoidable when we have to take you to school and we're going to the airport right after we take you. (laughs) But for the most part, we just attempted to plan travel later in the day or like the next day, just because it was too difficult to explain to a six and seven year old why it feels like you're being left out even though you're you're not, you know? But but you are. You get me? And so, but it's not like intentional to like hurt somebody's feelings. And so, um that was my birthday week that year that year and we went. So, over the last few years, I've had to this is like more of the personal side and if you're struggling with this, like tap in and let us just know. All right? So, I hope that what I'm about to talk about next will shed some light on providing people with some tools. So over the last few years, cause I've been in his life since 2014 is when me and my husband started dating. Like at the tail end of the year, we got married in 2016. So I've been around his life since he was like four and a half. And now he's going on 12 at the time of this recording, he will literally be 12 on like Thursday or something. So, um, cause it's January. So over the last few years, I've had to ask myself, was I being selfish to plan travel even when I know he may not be able to go. Now, the thoughts that came up on a sheet of paper and in my mind is, I want to explore the world. I also had my son at 38, which means that I wanted to, I needed to give myself permission to travel when I felt like it for the following reasons. My son wasn't on a regular school schedule when we first started traveling. I knew that it might slow down when he starts kindergarten because I don't mind taking him out of school, but I'm not going to take him out every single month, you know, but I knew that we have four years to get it, get it in, you know, so might as well. That's why we were going on trips back to back. But I also realized that we live in a day and age that kids won't ever miss work unless a teacher doesn't want to give them work. It's called Wi-Fi. It's called going to Barnes and Nobles or going on Amazon and buying a sight words. That's what we did when we went to London and Paris. We bought him sight words. We bought him a book in which he can trace his letters so that he can work on his motor coordination while we're on the plane and while we're on the train. Okay. So there's never an excuse as to why you can't do anything, you know, educational while you're gone. Also, I gave myself permission to travel during this season, despite my family circumstances, because I deserve it. And more importantly, I planned my life this way. I worked very, very hard to get the schedule that I currently have, and I have the right to change it at any time because I want to, right? So let's be clear. I plan trips a year in advance. I'm a planner. I make efforts, multiple efforts to plan with my husband to also take our both of our kids out of the country. But when kids are denied a passport by another parent, what would you like me to do? So on one end, somebody can say, well, maybe just travel stateside. Well, I'm tired of traveling to Florida, Atlanta, and New York. It's fun. I love Disney World. I can go there once or twice a year. Don't get me wrong. You feel me? (laughs) But I want to do more than that. I want my son to experience more than that. I want both of them to, but I highlighted that I was 38 when I had him because one of the equations, basic one that I gave my husband and he didn't, he wasn't tripping, but I was just like putting things in perspective. I said, let's just say if somebody said, yo, you should wait until he 18 so he can request his own passport. Well, if I wait till he 18, that means that I got to add on six years to my abundance. Hence I will not delay my abundance For somebody else's fucking bitterness. Excuse my language. All right. Hence, your girl is out. Avery, if you're the only one going, pack your bags. You and daddy, let's go. And we out. So what are my goals for travel in 2023? I may not travel as many times because I was like, ooh, I traveled too much like back to back last year. I got to spread that out. But now that I got a taste of using a passport again, because it's been a while, like over 10 years for your girl. Cause I was traveling stateside, you know, I was working multiple jobs at first and I was building my business. I was going through seasons, but the life that I live right now was the life of my vision board about seven years ago. I'm not sacrificing that for a bitter adult. And what's gravy about our situation is that the child knows what's going on in terms of we communicate to him every time we want to take him somewhere. We communicate when certain trips that we want to take during certain seasons, it wouldn't be best to go in the summer or it might be triple the price to go in the summer. So it doesn't mean it's going to be our last time going, but we'll go check it out. And then next time we'll see if we can plan it where you can go. But I'm not not going to live my life because someone else may want to go on a trip and they can't. You feel me? And yeah, I'm being a little petty right now. But what do you expect when... I ain't low-key said shit for seven years. My husband gets it in terms of like, he get me when I'm talking. But outside of maybe two other people that I won't mention, nobody knows what's happening behind closed doors because they're not supposed to. So you still ain't gonna get the whole story from me on a podcast. But I do know that this is a very hot topic, especially for women who are not married, who want to get married, you done finished grad school, you got your little career and or business popping. Listen, the pool is a little little in terms of whoever you trying to date, specifically men. You know, everybody float their own way. But if you heterosexual and you're trying to find a mate in their 30s and 40s and up and ain't got no kids, that's like a diamond in the rough. They exist, but it's like a diamond in the rough. And you don't know What kind of situation really presents itself over time? Cause I shouldn't even still be dealing with bitterness, but sometimes I do. And I just pray over it. And what I'll tell my husband is we too abundance for this shit. (laughs) And so I'll sometimes go on a rant and then I'll ask God for forgiveness. And I'll say, you know what? I'm going to pray over that household. I'm going to pray over that person's mindset. They might be going through something, but I don't need to take on that toxicity energy into my family, into my mindset. And it's in my goddamn travel guide. You feel me? And so if this was too cutthroat for y'all, I don't want to apologize because I'm being me. One of the things that I signed up for for 2023 is being wholeheartedly, authentically me. And so most people who've been around me long enough, or if you really, really pay attention to the captions on Instagram, you would have been seeing the whole me for hell over a decade at this point. But some people only see me dancing, smiling, having fun, teaching, 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 but I'm a human right? So I ain't going to talk about blended family a lot, but if I start journaling and I feel like "Mm, somebody in the community needs to hear this, or somebody's been requesting this topic, I'm for sure going to talk about it with boundaries, right? So if you want to learn more about how to handle chaos and bitterness in a blended family, or just what the process was, I have plenty or a few podcast episodes on it. Uh, I'm not going to link them in because they're kind of spread out throughout the whole podcast, but just scroll through them. I know we got 300 episodes, but like, take your time. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I know I say, I'm I'm saying, you know what I'm saying a lot. So I'm hella comfortable right now, (laughs) but, and I'm recording this like late at night. So I'm all the way relaxed, but nevertheless, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would snapshot this episode and share it with somebody who needs to hear it. They don't have to be a therapist or healer or a provider. Um, but if you got something out of this episode, if you felt like I was preaching to you today or I shared some insight into something that makes you think differently, please tag me on Instagram. I would really love to give you a shout out, especially if you got a business on a future podcast, but you got to tag me so that I can take a snapshot of you tagging me and go check out your page. All right. So I will see you in the next episode so that we can continue talking about all things, abundance, lifestyle, business, and money. All right. Have a great day. Bye